Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Of course, coming into Christmas, we are all going to go out now over the next few days and we are going to buy tons and tons of food. And we know it, and it's going to be sitting there. Lots of leftovers. And in many cases, it'll sit in the fridge for days before we chuck it out into the bin. We actually create about 250,000 tonnes of food waste every single year in Irish households. Caitlin is with us on the line today. Caitlin, we're trying to find ways to cut back, to do better. How do you find free food? Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, So I am involved in a couple of different ways to try and reduce food waste. So I volunteer with an app that helps people to distribute food um, that they don't need uh, to people who do need it. And then I'm also doing a little bit of dumpster diving and chatting to my friends and family to make sure that if someone's going away, we're sharing what we have instead of letting it go bad in the fridge. So there's a whole bunch of different ways that we can reduce our own food waste and share around that extra food waste to make sure that it's distributed to people who can eat it. Explain dumpster diving for me. So dumpster diving is something that I do because it's it's a great way to draw attention to the dramatic amounts of waste that we have from supermarkets and from shops. There is waste at every level, um, but supermarkets and shops at the end of the day, for example, will clear all of the bread and the pastries that have been made that day into a big bag um, and then pop that into the dumpster outside. So it's on public land. It's just in a bin. You open up the lid. You have a look at what's inside. Um, So dumpster diving, nothing like your normal bin at home. Um, It is stuff that was on the shelves of the supermarket 10 minutes before, and it's just been scooped into a plastic bag. Usually it's still covered in plastic itself. Um, and people like me pop over and go and collect it and distribute it. So you trawl through the bins looking for (laughs) untouched food that's still in its packaging? You would be amazed. There's no trawling involved. You literally open the lid, open the plastic bag that's in there, and the food is just sitting there. It is the exact same food that was on shelves 10 minutes before. Okay. How long are you doing this? So I started um, just out of interest. It was it was a thing that I did once with a friend because she had heard about a friend of hers doing it. And we went out and we went around the back of a shop, um, opened up a bin, and I was just absolutely horrified. So that was, that was about six or seven years ago. Um, and it was a relatively large shop, but the amount of food that was in there was just totally like dumbfounding. We were talking full-sized family lasagnas. Um, that were best before the following day um, that were just plopped in there because the packaging was slightly damaged. There was everything from toothbrushes in their full packaging, but clearly it was like Halloween toothbrushes, which I didn't even know were a thing, that were being thrown out because it was no longer Halloween. Um, there was bread that was baked that morning that was being thrown out because supermarkets and shops like to um, advertise that they're serving today's fresh bread. How do you know what's clean, Caitlin, the food? So most of these things are fully packaged. They're sitting there in a fully sealed um, plastic container with glad wrap around the outside, and then they're placed into a clean plastic bag. I'd say that they're probably more safe than some of the things that you'll find kicking around in the back of your fridge. Right. Okay. And um, are there many people doing this? Dumpster there- diving. 
There are, and they're doing it for various reasons. I personally do it to raise awareness of food waste, and there is just such a dramatic amount of food that is wasted every year. You mentioned the tonnage, but it's also approximately 700 euro of food waste per household each year. Mm. So we're wasting, we're throwing away 700 euro of food. Um, And that food is then going into landfill um, when it goes through our waste systems or it's going into composting facilities. But there's so much that is not being processed properly and it's creating methane gas when it ends up in landfill and it's um, causing climate change, which is a really big issue. There's loads of questions, Caitlin, coming in now from people just, I think, fairly interested in this concept of dumpster diving. Is there anything you just won't touch? Anything that you're just like, no, that's not safe maybe to eat if it's out of the yeah it's it's about using common sense so if you see something that looks where the packaging is damaged if it's open if it's clearly the wrong color if it smells funny using your common sense it's the same as when you go into your own refrigerator and you see a packet of ham there that you know you opened a few days ago you have a look at it you give it a sniff you go actually i'm not comfortable eating that it's about using common sense and it's about looking at best before dates and understanding that they're different to expiry dates Um, and going, if it's best before a certain date, a shop has to throw it away, even though it could be perfectly good to eat. You would still eat it if it was in your own fridge and you look at a loaf of bread and it's perfectly good, there's Mm. no mold. Um, So why would you not eat it just because it's been briefly in a bin? Stay with us, Caitlin, if you don't mind. I will come to some of the listeners' texts on this in a few moments' time. 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. I have Orla on the line as well. Orla, I believe you are a caterer. Um, how bad is food waste in catering? Hi, Andrea. Um, well, it can be desperately excessive. Um, I have run wedding, uh, weddings and events, and I've been at it about four years. And traditionally, we think of weddings as fairly excessive events. But they absolutely don't have to be. And I think what Caitlin was saying there is so indicative of how wrong our food system is at the moment. And I'm a bit of a Luddite. I'd love to go back to simpler times where we're growing our own and we're bartering, we're sharing with each other, and we're having real appreciation for the food that's being grown and produced in this country. And I think we have so much access to this idea of abundance, but it's not abundance at all. It's just pure and utter excess. So I suppose within my my company what i've done to counteract this is i have launched zero waste wedding catering which means i'm working with fantastic irish suppliers to take their surplus and their excess and transform it into a really exquisite meal experience for for wedding couples who are brave enough to go into their wedding without knowing what's going to be on the menu and they're trusting that it's going to be exceptional um, and that it's made by a professional who really cares about where the food is coming from and the fact that it's not going to end up in landfill and what's the, the interest or the appetite, Orla, in that? It's actually phenomenal. I only lo- launched this year, and within two weeks, an existing couple switched over. They were going with a normal, traditional-type wedding. They heard about the launch, they switched straight away, and it was a phenomenal success. And all of next year's inquiries are going that way. So I have eight weddings confirmed as zero waste for next year, and I think 12 or 13 more are in the process of thinking about it. And others are also interested in being swayed. So I'm going to do my best to sway them all over. Yeah. And when you say zero waste, do you mean zero waste in for you as the caterer in terms of, you know, the the leftover element? Or like how does it work that you're dealing with suppliers and using effectively their surplus? So it's both in that I, I already have my portion control down to such a fine art over the last couple of years. So there's, 
there's zero waste from my side anyway. But in terms of my suppliers, I'm using produce that they may not end up selling. So for whatever reason, uh, food that is grown in this country doesn't always get to the shelves. Um, so I'm rescuing that from them and making sure that it gets a home and that it isn't dumped or gone back into compost because it takes so much energy um, and time and effort to grow this stuff. So I want to make sure that it gets a good home. Kira's on the line too. Orla, stay with us. Um, I'm asking people today, I want to hear your tips. I mean, do you think we can do better? What ways are you trying to cut down on food waste in your home? Maybe you're like Caitlin, who was talking about the, the whole like, concept of dumpster diving. If it's something that you have been doing, I'd love to chat to you on the show today. There's a lot of texts coming in about this, actually. Kira, do you try to avoid food waste? Um, hi, Andrea. How are Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Good, how are you? Good. Um, Absolutely. I try like it kind of on a daily, weekly basis to just really be aware of how much that we waste. And so what that means for me is just like keeping an eye on things like our fridge and the fruit bowl and making sure to like kind of just check it every few days to see what kind of ingredients are in there and what I could throw together to make like a substantial meal. And then like and especially the days coming up before shopping day, I'll try to see what I have left and how I could combine that to make something I'd like to eat. And I live in a house with kids, so we buy like a huge amount of fruit. So I'd always keep an eye on the fruit bowl and just see fruits that are pretty ripe and either put them into a smoothie right then and there or put them to the freezer so we could have smoothies later. Um, And in terms of like practical stuff coming up to Christmas, I just remember from other years how much all the things we eat for the main Christmas dinner, like turkey and ham stuffing, cranberry sauce, they can all be turned into beautiful sandwiches for for everyone over yeah. the next few days. I would have thought um, Christmas Day, here is sort of maybe one of the rare occasions where we do tend to eat, you know, day two and probably maybe even day three out of the turkey as well, you know, and all of the yeah. additional extras that um, that go with it. But what are your tips for during the year for cutting back? Oh, OK, OK. Um, for cutting back on them. I think it's just kind of keeping an eye out for things that you constantly waste every week or that you seem to have an excess like Orla was saying we have an excess all the time of things and if we constantly have an excess of it there's something that we can be doing to make sure that it doesn't get wasted like and you start to become aware of where you are wasting yourself and so for me it'll be a lot of fruit because Mm. you know the kids want to eat certain fruits and they don't want to eat other ones but then if you keep an eye on that and freeze it and put it in a smoothie they don't mind as much and they'll it'll get all into them for the nutrition and not into our bins. Um, yeah, and things like that. And then same with the fridge, you know, like sometimes vegetables don't get used up mm. and you can make a lovely soup from that and it's just a practical thing that we can eat on any day. And it's good for our health and um, good for how much Good way, Good way to cut cut back on, on the waste for sure. Um, yeah. Caitlin, Maraithan Loud is, is wondering, how do you know what bins to look in? when you're thinking about the dumpster diving? So you you get to know the different places. It's kind of like fishing. You know where the, the good spots are. But at the same time, you can actually get all of the same stuff that has passed the bin phase without it going into the bin. And this is something that's accessible for everyone, is you can go onto apps like Olio, um, and those have all of the stuff that the supermarket is trying to divert from bins. Um, and volunteers go and collect it, and they share it on the app for free. You can collect it, you can reserve it, you can go and get free food. So you don't need to know 
where the best bins are because there are already <laughs> ways that people are trying to divert some of that food mm. from the system. And there are major supermarket chains that are actually partnered with Olio to give you this option. So okay. you don't need to go out trying so, to find yeah. the best bins. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this. So w- when you head off and you go out to, you know, a particular sh- uh, shop or a store or the supermarket, has anyone ever pulled you up on it? Um, I have had people just kind of ask, you know, are you okay? Which is, you know, delightful. I love that people are checking in with people. But as I said, the majority of the food that um, that I'm collecting is being collected with the full consent of the shop to be distributed. So there's a okay. lot of food that is deliberately being distributed before the bin phase. Yeah. Um, but if you do end up going um, and checking out the back of a supermarket, um, basically it's just about being polite, being kind, and uh, usually people are polite and kind back to you. Have you, Kira, ever tried this dumpster diving? Um, I did a few times actually when I was in New Zealand. I found it pretty fun. Um, and I found some kind of fresh rolls all wrapped up, you know, they were from Subway. And um, my friends and I used the bread for a soup that we had made. And just like it was just perfectly good, mm. no mold. And it was just lovely. And it made it good for us. So you, I really liked it. Would you chance Caitlin prepping Christmas dinner out of it? So I actually did last year. Did um, I was challenged by uh, by a magazine to put together a fully free meal out of food that I had uh, collected through various waste diversion means. Mm. Um, and I did. I managed it. The, the whole only Christmas thing, dinner. <laughs> the only thing I did have to purchase, and I found it um, yellow sticker for a euro, was a couple of chicken breasts. So that was my my protein. But I did have, I had a potato salad. I had mashed potatoes. I had carrots, roast veggies, um, cabbage. I even managed to come up with, um, I found some uh, gravy powder that was being got rid of on Olio. So through Olio, through chatting to people who had been about to do a fridge clear out Mm. and they were going, I'm about to throw out this drizzle of cranberry sauce. And I go, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll grab that. Um, yeah, you can absolutely put together yeah. a, a huge amount of food. I can tell you, Caitlin, there's a lot of interest um, in this concept of dumpster diving and the, the Olio, the app and the food swapping that you mentioned. It just shows you now, like, you know, we're having a few days out from Christmas and this is clearly on people's mind, according to the, the tax line today. Um, this texter says this is a completely new idea to me. I wonder, are there certain bins that people know to, to go back to all the time? This listener says... Um, taken food from the bins. How have I never heard of this before? How do people know that it's clean? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Yeah, we're talking about ways to try and avoid food waste, particularly over the next few days, heading into the Christmas period and the amount of extra food and treats that we'll buy and store in the fridge. Um, fascinating chat with uh, Caitlin a little earlier about dumpster diving. I've been asking you to get in touch. Ida uh, is with us on the line as well in Wexford. Ida, I believe you dumpster dive too. Yeah, I do. How did you get into it? Or why? Um, well, um, at the start, just friends were doing it and I kind of, I thought it was weird, obviously. And then I just realized when I saw one day I was passing a shop and the guy was just taking all the salads out and throwing them in a bin. And I was like, hey, just give them to me instead. And then 
just when I realised it's the food that five minutes earlier you could have bought, um, I kind of just said, well, this is a ridiculous waste. We should be just stopping it. So just trying to combat the waste, really. So you managed to get it before it enter, uh, entered the bin. Um, but would you, go, would you go through the bins looking for stuff? Um, yeah, so like in a supermarket bin, basically, it's just full of food. There's nothing else in there. Um, you know, sometimes there's a bag of receipts or something. But, you know, if you think about what a supermarket is throwing out, it's, it's just food. So you're going through bins, but they're just bins full of food. Mm. Is there anything that's just a no-go you wouldn't touch? Um, well, personally, like even buying yellow stick or end of, you know, like close to best before date, I mm. wouldn't go near fish because that's just, you know, there's a higher risk with that. Um, so I suppose if I saw that, I would leave it behind. Have you ha- ever had any bad experiences? Um, with things I've taken out? Yeah. Things? Um, no, um, you know, like sometimes, yeah, something would be a bit squished or something and you like, you know. You, you just throw it out but like at least you know you gave it a, you know what I mean you gave it a chance like you know say it was like a six pack of tomatoes or something and then mm. you take them home and you realise one of them squished then you know you've saved five tomatoes so you're still you know I wouldn't call it a bad experience because you're still an improvement Yeah No just when I heard you mention the salads that you you met somebody throwing them out you know in, in into the bin um, I would have thought that maybe people you know that some people might be a little bit dubious about Maybe mayonnaise-based dishes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose everybody has their, um, you know, everyone has their line. There's obviously a lot of people out there who would never dream of dumpster diving. And I I can completely understand that. Um, But um, those particular salads didn't have mayonnaise on them. But I suppose if, like, they had just literally come out of the fridge. So what's the difference between having it in your bag on the way home for 20 minutes? Yeah. and when do well, we were speaking to Caitlin, Caitlin is still on the line as well. Um, would you approach Ida, you know, the supermarket or the stop, the shop or the store, in advance of doing this? See, there's different reasons not to do that. Um, one big reason is that often supermarkets will lock up their bins because they don't want to. They don't want to know how much food they waste because they pretend they're not wasting the food from supermarkets. So a lot of people would be afraid to approach a supermarket in case they change their policy and start locking up their bins instead. Um, because there is actually some people out there who are relying on um, on the food like for survival. Um, so I wouldn't want to put them in a position where their source of food is now no longer there mm. because the supermarket said no. But I have seen, um, so that time I said, when the guy, the, fir- the very first time the guy actually said to me, he's like, well, don't take them out of the bin here. Um, come inside, I'm about to clear all these out and just take them straight off the shelf. Yeah. Um, and it's happened the other times where I've been um, taking stuff out of the bins and the supermarket staff has said, oh, hey, we have this other stuff and brought it out to me. Um, and there's one guy who was saying every morning he actually leaves a bag on top of the bin just so it's easier to access. So um, the people who work in the supermarkets, they think it's ridiculous as well. They wish they didn't have to throw it out, but there's just so much of it. That, that, that's that the level of they waste. They just have to do it. Yeah, yeah, I have to say there's a huge interest, you know, when, since we started chatting to Caitlin um, a little earlier and and yourself too, Ida, about the whole concept of dumpster diving. Um, I've got Mary on the line. Mary's called in in Waterford. Why did you get in touch, Mary, about this? Uh, hello. Uh, one evening around half six, seven o'clock, 
uh, I got a text from my husband and said, oh, we're of no milk. And I ran in to this very big uh, uh, supermarket, a well-known place uh, all over the country, a major place, and uh, ran in and ran up to the back of the place where the, the, I had to go straight through it, up to the back where they usually keep the milk. And uh, as I was going up, I had to kind of scrape past this uh, lovely girl who was uh, at the, where they have the, the bread rolls and all the bread, beautiful smell of the bread. And I had to kind of um, scrape past her because she had a big green dumpster. And uh, she, when I, I, I had, couldn't but see into it. And there was a whole lot of uh, dead uh, kind of flowers or flowers that were going off and that were, you know, past their sell by date and they were thrown in. And the next thing is a whole lot of bread rolls were left in on top of them. And I was in shock, I'll be honest with you. And I just said, oh, my God. I said, are you dumping them, you know? And she said, yeah, yeah, that's the policy. I couldn't even take them if I wanted them for myself, she said. And I just thought, I like, I know how hard it was when I was rearing kids myself. And I just kind of thought, there is people out there. And they could, you know, they could do with some of that stuff. And I was just wondering, is there, you know, could there be any way that this could be sorted that... You know, some people could really do with that, especially uh, today, the way things are going and everything is so expensive. Mm. I was shocked because they were down on top of the dead flowers that were there. Now, I could understand the flowers, but I thought these are perfect rolls. I, if I was in two seconds before that, I'd have been buying them, you know, if I needed them. Yeah. But it, it was, I thought it was shocking. They were lovely. They were they were fresh, straight off, off the shelf. And there they were going into a dump. I don't know. Like, I, I just think there must be a way. Well, that sort of that, that, that's sort of the concept, Caitlin, isn't it, around the, the Odella app that you mentioned? Isn't that, like, that's where maybe that could be used a little bit more? Or Absolutely. Odella, isn't that so you pronounced it? Sorry. There's, there's two different um, kind of organisations that are working in this space to try and divert that kind of end-of-line waste. So, obviously, the dream is that we have partnerships between large supermarkets and places that need this food, that can distribute this food. That is what we want. We do not want to be going to the bins and finding this food. I'm not doing this because I want to save a few bucks. I'm doing this because I want to show people how much waste is going in there. Mm. So, Oleo, Oleo app is one of the ways that, and that's kind of the last stop. There is a large supermarket chain in Ireland that is partnered with Oleo to try and remove those things from the end of the line. And actually, those supermarkets, I now um, won't find anything in the bins, or I'll find a lot less in the bins because they're partnering with Oleo so that the stuff that would have gone in those bins is able to be collected around Dublin. And I believe they're, they're moving out nationwide now. So there is absolutely a need here, and mm. there are solutions to reduce to the it. amount of food yeah. waste okay. and get it into people's bellies. Michael is on the line in Cork. Michael, do you take part in dumpster diving? No, certainly not, Andrea. No. It's a very dangerous uh, thing to do. It must be very badly off if they have to resort to looking into bins like the homeless people, unfortunately, but they have to maybe because they have no money. But people who, who, who were on the programme there a while ago, they obviously are not uh, you know, badly stuck. So, I mean, it's a dangerous thing, like overnight rats and mice, They, even though the bin would be closed at the top, they still would go on the covers and urine and so forth from real disease. No, no, I mean, that's a very dangerous 
thing to do okay. from a bacteria point of view and hygiene. That's a fair point though, Caitlin, is it? Pardon? Caitlin is still with us there. That, that no, I would say that, that that's not something that I've ever experienced. I have never seen a rat while doing this because I'm going out when the food has just gone into the bins. We're talking minutes after it's been on the shelves and it's inside packaging itself inside a plastic bag. But again, we don't need more people dumpster diving. There is plenty of other options where there is no bin involved. There is no risk of contamination. There's no chance for a rat to come and collect this because a volunteer is going into the shop, collecting the stuff straight from the shelves and then taking it home, listing it immediately online. So we don't need more people dumpster diving. We're doing that to raise awareness, to raise attention for this and to help people to understand that there is food waste that we would love if that food waste didn't exist and it was instead going through apps like Olio or to Food Cloud, which is another amazing organization that collects food, surplus food from supermarkets okay. and from bakers and distributes it to community groups and charities. Yeah. Okay, it. so there's there's other, other ways then as well. Uh, Virginia, you got in touch about this. Um, I believe your company has a zero waste ethos. Hi there, yeah. We're, we're, we're also in Cork, Michael, and um, funny enough, I know that we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about dumpster diving, but it has a um, special place in my heart. I grew up as a young punk rocker in America and um, was well fed from all of the waste that was produced in that country. And from a very young age, I was keenly aware of how skewed the agricultural system is and unfortunately how much waste it is, is produced. Mm. And on that note, I think that we need a seismic change in how and in regulations for food and best before dates and what is considered acceptable um, for vegetables and fruit and other things. Because, you know, as Caitlin will attest, there and Mary and other people who have called in, there are so there's so much food that could be redistributed and it does not need to go to waste. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I have years of dumpster diving and I've lived to tell the tale. Yeah, you because I, I have to say, to be fair, Michael is one of many people with that very same concern who, like this texture here, finds the concept absolutely gross. I understand. I can understand that it's probably coming from a place of, of caring. You know, they're, they're worried about people's health. But um, really what we should be paying more attention to is the agricultural system and what food is being produced. Where is it going and how is it being produced? Um, Gazelle is on the line as well. You're a zero waste chef. It was similar to Kira that we spoke to a little earlier. Like, is it difficult, Gazelle, to implement that in the restaurant? Actually, I'm not a. Um, I'm a zero waste company. So I started this company. This company with the with the idea of getting fruits and vegetables and milk and yogurt that has been waste and turned into something different. So I use this to transform in, at first I transform into gelato. So for me, it was um, the most easiest way to go with the fruit that you transform into gelato ice cream and then you freeze and then you can uh, extend the shelf life up to two years. So that's the first idea. Mm. But the amount of food uh, that I've, I've, I was offered, uh, it started increasing, increasing. And after two years, I found myself with, like thousands of kilos of one fruit and I decided to start a new product called Bananitas which is a dehydrate banana quoted in t- three different flavors in 70% chocolate and acai and peanut. Okay. Only last week we got 1,600 kilos of banana at once. 
So it's, we are going to finish this tomorrow. It, it, it takes uh, around six days for us to uh, process the, all the bananas, peel, dehydrate them, and then after dice them and then transform into a product. Okay. Uh, I do love the concept of, 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 of uh, diving. Uh, into the supermarkets because there is a lot of good food going to waste. And I'm also uh, in direct contact with Food Cloud, which is a great company. Mm-hmm. What they are doing for the past few years, it's great. But the amount of food that has been wasted is massive. Not, food, not only Food Cloud will be enough. We need more food clouds, but we need yeah. more companies and that will take that, this food and transform into something that is still like eatable. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people quite interested in the the um, the apps that that Caitlin mentioned there. And you talked about Food Cloud and um, the the other app is it Olio as well that was mentioned a few moments ago. But Virginia, I suppose one of the points around this, like, are there are there less supermarkets or stores? looking to pass food on after it comes off the shelf like is that down to some fear or litigation or something like is there is there red tape involved in all yeah this? there would be some red tape involved and there at least in the states i'm more familiar with the litigation there were um there was the good samaritan act passed in 95 which protected groups like ones that i used to work with food not bombs which is a grassroots organization that uh, feeds whoever's in need um, vegan food that's collected from food that would otherwise be wasted. Food Not Bombs also exists in Ireland. So you know how America is. People are often worried about getting food. Yeah. And like Michael and you know was, was talking about, it, you know, food in the dumpster could be damaged or, or cause illness. But um, there, are, there are really simple measures that we can take to be able to protect those who are doing a charitable act like donating food to those who are most in need or whoever wants it. I'm sure that, you know, it's as simple as uh, understanding legislation or having people working on the right thing. Well, surely, you mean, you'd imagine that with all the technology we have at the moment that we'd be able to find some way um, around this or, you know, even more ways that people can actually pass food on that is no longer going to sit in the shelf and uh, make sure that it goes to a good home, that people use it. Ross's text in, though, he makes the point, I just think this is absolutely mad. I don't know how I feel about it. In one way, I think it's great that your callers do it and great that the food goes to a good home. But I don't think I could do it myself. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.